Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everybody, thanks for spending a little time with me on the podcast today. It is Tuesday, February 6th, and there is so much going on, but I'm going to try my best to keep this short, hopefully um, inside of a half hour. Um, Before we get into politics and things happening in Jefferson City, again, I just want to stay grounded in the word. You know, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, how do you do it, Jody? How do you stay... Um, engaged and stay involved in politics and, um, you know, keep your wits about you. Uh, How do you not get sucked up into the nastiness of the political world? And I would tell you this, uh, it's my relationship with the Lord and my walk with Holy Spirit. And without that, I could not, I couldn't uh, do this one day, let alone continue day after day and year after year. Um, And I was reminded, I've been reading a devotion, um, a book called The Holy Spirit by John John Bevere. Um, I love it. Highly recommend it. If you are interested in growing your walk closer with Holy Spirit, uh, it's been a a great resource for me. And um, yesterday, I was just reminded by, by reading the book and reading scripture along with it that... You know, Holy Spirit wants an intimate relationship with you. And if you haven't experienced that, I would love to help you in that. You can hear from God. He still speaks to his people. He is interested in what you're doing every day. He's interested in how how you're dealing, how you're feeling, how you're thinking, the things that you're doing, how you're processing through all of that. And um, he wants to be your best friend. And because he responds when I ask questions or when you ask questions, uh, you can know how to navigate the waters of your daily life, whatever that looks like, whether it's in the Capitol or in your home or in your place of work. And um, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how hard it looks, regardless of uh, the battle, the size of the battle or what's on the line, whether it's IP reform or child care tax credits or, you know, the myriad of other issues that are going on in the world around us. He does have a plan for you. He has a plan for your life. It's good. It's a good plan for your benefit to prosper you and not to harm you. And um, I just want to share with you some scripture as I was reading this morning. He led me to this passage in Colossians chapter 3. And it really spoke to my heart today because it's very easy for me. I don't know about for you, but if you're following politics, if you're called to this government mountain, um, it's really easy to get caught up in the issues and the things that are happening 
in votes, in policy, and it's easy for my anger to come to the surface. And I think that anger is sometimes righteous. It is sometimes warranted. And Jesus even showed us that when he went in and turned over all the tables in the temple. But he didn't just lose his temper. That was... Um, that was a plan. He actually crafted the whip to, to go in there and do those things. He just he didn't just lose his temper. Um, it wasn't uncontrolled. He was in control. Um, I think that anger is sometimes righteous, but I think oftentimes we justify our anger, call it righteous, instead of um, bringing it truly before the Lord to flesh out what is the root of it. And, um, in, when we get excited and whether it's, um, you know, when we're living out of our emotions, um, and not grounded on the word, then things can, uh, get out of hand. And I think that this passage in Colossians chapter three really spoke to me today. So I'm hoping maybe it will speak to you. I'm going to read several verses. So just hang with me. Um, I read out of the New American Standard. It's my preference, so um, hopefully that's okay with you, and if not, just bear with me. But this is Colossians chapter 3, and the subtitle in my Bible says, Put on the New Self. If then you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which all amount to idolatry. For it is on account of these things that the wrath of God will come, and in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices, and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek or Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and freeman, but Christ is all and in all. And so as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also, so also should you. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful." Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonish, admonishing, admonishing, excuse me, admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him 
to God the Father. That's Colossians 3, verse 1 through 17. And um, that just spoke to my heart this morning and was a sweet, gentle reminder from such a loving father uh, to keep my mind and my heart in the right place, to have patience, kindness, humility, put away my anger. And in this realm of politics, uh, that is sometimes a challenge. And so I challenge you to do the same thing, to remember that God is in control regardless of the circumstances around us, what policy may be flying through committees or flying through a debate, uh, even regardless of what they may pass. God is in control. He has a plan. He has a purpose for you, for us, for Missouri, for this nation, and we can trust him. So, um, hope that that reminder was encouraging and inspiring to you today. So as we continue to uh, meditate on the Lord and hold that peace, right? Um, hold that peace in our heart. We are going to have a look at what is happening uh, because we do need to be aware. We need to have knowledge. We need to have unity. We need to have vision and, um, and a plan. We need to know how to tend to and steward the freedom that God gave us. That's what this is all about. He's calling us to steward the freedom that he gave us, to steward the government, the blessings of the government that he gave us as a gift um, that, you know, that government protects the freedoms that come from him. So it's our responsibility and it's our duty as believers to understand how it works, to participate, to use our voices. It was designed by the people and for the people, but the people have to participate. So um, I want to just give you an update about what's going on in our capital today here in Jefferson City. Uh, we've been following this initiative petition uh, legislation, the policy surrounding how we change or update or amend our state constitution. And uh, you'll remember that our Freedom Caucus senators filibustered over this issue, trying to push it forward, trying to get it through. And today we think that we will probably see IP, that bill that has now been through committee, we will see it debated on the Senate floor. So right now, as it stands, it's being carried by Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, and it does include a concurrent majority ratification of our Constitution based on House districts. That's my personal preference, um, but there are some other ideas floating around out there, so it will be interesting to see how they handle it and what actually happens on the Senate floor this afternoon. You can tune in and you can listen live to um, the Senate chamber debate. You can just go to senate.mo.gov and you'll see right there um, on the right side underneath a white window, you can click on live debate and you can listen. Um, so I think that we should see that starting maybe one, one or two o'clock this afternoon. Um, but but we will see and I'll definitely keep you posted. I want to also let you know that yesterday I made a blog post. I didn't do a podcast, but there is a new post on the blog. It's jodygrace.com. And um, that blog post has a presentation. I recorded a presentation um, that a friend of mine, Lisa Panette, and I did several times over interim between you know, May and the time that this session started. It's kind of an overview of the 2023 legislation. It shows you some votes, how they voted on all of the bills that actually passed. 
So the bills that they actually passed through the legislature and sent to the governor, those are the ones we looked at. And um, I hope that you'll take some time. It's about a 45-minute presentation. So if you need to break it up into, into sections, I still encourage you to take a listen and watch that. You're actually going to hear some of the reasons that we have big problems here in the legislature in the state of Missouri, uh, the way that they vote through things, the way they push things through quickly and not reading them, the omnibus bills. And then you're actually going to see the chart that 80% of the time, the Democrats and the Republicans are voting together in one block. This is why we don't see big Republican things happen here in Missouri, because they're appeasing uh, the other side by creating these big omnibus bills. They generally don't get read. And um, they have things in there to make everybody happy, right? So they're making the Democrats happy. They're throwing a few Republican, um, you know, pieces of pork in there to keep somebody happy. Most of it's lobbyist sludge, but um, that is what's happening. So um, it's important that you know that because that gives you the framework to understand what's happening right now. So if you can look back at last year and see how that happened, how things went through. I actually have a book that is just nearly ready to be published. I'm talking with the publisher now. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe even within the week, uh, that book will be finished and you'll be able to uh, read about the actual bills that they passed. Um, all They passed 39 bills that were not budget bills. So you'll be able to kind of run through a bullet list of why we either supported the bill or why we didn't support the bill. There'll be the chart of votes there and then also a section um, statute by statute um, that goes over all of this new policy that they created last year. So with that, with that in mind, once you understand how the whole thing functions, and that they are bringing in this globalist policy a little bitty, little tiny chunks at a time. Um, and the presentation on the blog speaks to that. So that's one reason I hope you'll go listen. Um, then you can better understand how important it is right now to stand up and to know what's coming through the pipeline right now so that you can stand up and push back. So that you can share the information with your neighbors, you can talk about it with your pastor, with the people that you're close to, with your family and friends, and um, so that we can help more citizens um, gain the knowledge that they need to speak up. Because until that happens, uh, we're going to be in this struggle where the politicians and the lobbyists are really the ones um usurping the power from the people but the truth is it's because the people sat down and they're not using the power that they have ultimately you're the one who casts the vote you're the one who um, determines who sits in those seats and who doesn't so even though the lobbyists are funneling money into the capital you're the one who holds the ballot box in your hand so it's important that you know and understand um, how it's working what they're doing so that you know how to vote when it when it's time and you can then advise your friends and family um, of the situation so that they can determine how they need to vote. Um, so please check out the blog, jodygrace.com and check out that presentation. Now, some of the things flying around out there right now, um, we see several bills that are having to do with childcare tax credits. Now, the Republicans, the uh, politicians want for you to believe that we somehow have a child care crisis on our hands. 
And um, maybe in some parts of the state, we do have a lack of childcare. You know, I mean, I don't have any of my friends who are complaining about a lack of childcare, but they say that's what they're saying out, you know, in in the newsreel that we have a childcare crisis. Well, so their answer to that is by giving tax breaks, tax credits to um, to private childcare providers. And we have a problem with that, and we're going to um, dig into that a little bit. But just off the top of my head, without even getting into the child care education cradle-to-grave situation, it's, which is what they want, they want their hands in our children and, and on our babies as our children as they grow up, literally from the time they're born until the time we die. They want to be able to track, monitor, um, control, the things that are happening. And um, that's part of this globalist push. <clears throat> so we have issue with with um, government coming in and having more fingers in our childcare situations because of that. We also have a problem with these tax credits because just in general, tax credits are giving tax breaks to certain classes of people for doing certain things. Instead of giving a tax break across the board to all people equally, they are targeting specific industries, specific professions for these tax credits. Um, but then, especially in regard to childcare, once you start taking money in any form, in any form, and this is something that we really need to educate people about, when you take benefits from public institutions, be it in the form of a tax credit or be it in the form of um you know, taking money for education, be it even in the, I was actually in an education hearing uh, last week or maybe the week before. They were talking about um, homeschool students participating in public school extracurriculars. And actually, I fit into that category. I have a son who's 16. He goes to the public school a few hours a day because he wants to participate in the golf, on the golf team. He loves golf. He's an avid golfer. He spends most of his afternoons on the golf course and in the gym after he's done his schoolwork in the morning. And um, he's taking online college classes. He does a math class at his math curriculum at home, but because of Misha rules and because he likes, he's got some friends at school. He likes to um, be around. He takes some classes in the morning at the public school has lunch with the kids there, then he comes home, does his schoolwork at home, and then he goes to the golf course. So we're a homeschool family taking advantage of a very eclectic sort of schedule for him because that's what he chooses, that's what he wants, what makes him happy. And um, so this hearing had to do with students like mine, like Harrison, who are participating um, in some extracurricular at the school. And it was actually said by one of our conservative senators, who I really like, uh, but his opinion was, well, if you go to the school and you take advantage of a program there, you're actually receiving something from that public entity. You're receiving benefit. And no, it's not in the form of dollars, but you are receiving benefit from that from that activity. And um, in that regard, he felt it was okay for homeschoolers to then be categorized into this new category that they want to create called a flex student. Um, and in his uh, logic, with his train of logic, and honestly, I believe that they all think this, that he's not, he's not alone. Um, they believe that if I'm participating in extracurriculars uh, with my child at school, 
then um, we are receiving something from the school and then therefore there you know is opportunity that the school would choose to require something or you know want to put us in this category this flex um, category and we just have no way of knowing what this flex category is going to bring I can tell you that right now we don't have to register in Missouri as homeschool students but um, that would require require some sort of registration process or signing up as a flex school um, you know student household so um, long story short with that is in a lot of different ways our politicians, our office holders believe that if you're taking any sort of benefit from public institutions, be it tax credits, be it, you know, the extracurriculars, be it ESA money, whatever it is, if you're benefiting from public entities, then there's an accountability measure that then they expect to come into play. Because if you're taking from the public institution, then there should be some sort of way to keep everything accountable. And uh, this is a problem. It's a big problem across education in general. Um, and we also believe that it's a problem in regard to these tax credits that we're just giving tax benefits to one group of people or another and not spreading those benefits across the board to all people. Generally, those tax credits end up going to business owners, oftentimes big, big business owners. Um, they come in a lot of different forms, but um, we see this happening these childcare tax credits are being filed um, on both sides of the Capitol, both in the Senate and in the House by Republicans and Democrats. So we feel like this is definitely something that we're going to see come up. One of the other things that are getting ready to hit the Senate floor um, for debate is the FRA. The FRA is the process by which hospitals are reimbursed. It's a federal reimbursement act. It's the process by which hospitals are reimbursed um, for monies that they've paid into the government, and then uh, they're able to get that money back to use. So one of the things that um, the more pro-life um, legislators have wanted is to put some restrictions on those monies uh, that are coming to the hospitals from the government that they would not be used to uh, provide abortion in any way or fund Planned Parenthood. So um, the FRA is on the Senate calendar and I think we can see we will be seeing that issue come to the forefront um, sometime soon. I don't know exactly when but I think that it will be sometime soon and so we may be talking about the FRA and when we do that's what we're referring to, this money that are coming back to the hospitals from the government and what sort of limitations do we want to put on the way that that money is able to be spent. Um, let's see, we also have Senator Koenig's um, ESA bill that is coming um, probably to the floor sometime soon. It's on the formal calendar. Uh, this is, um, it provides, modifies provisions of our Empowerment Scholarship Account program, and it also authorizes charters to open in Boone County, St. Charles County, and St. Louis County. So we have some issues uh, with this bill as well. I'll get into the details later. Um, let's see, then we have our SJR 
Senator Bernsketter has one on the formal calendar having to do with unemployment benefits. Senator Trent has one getting ready to come up for debate on rural access to capital. Um, there are several bills combined together that modify provisions relating to law enforcement animals. Senator Sirpoy has a bill related to a landfill over in his area of the state. And then we've got Fitzwater with motor vehicle assessments. That one um, we'll be talking about also. And then we have uh, Senator Coleman also has a bill on the floor that modifies provisions relating to public funding of abortion facilities and affiliates. So there's a lot to talk about. That's just what's getting ready to come up on the Senate floor. But what I want to let you know of um, is that all of these things, that's a lot that I just spilled out to you, but all of these things, the ones that have, um, that seem to be the, the most um, harmful, I guess, maybe I should say harmful to individual liberty, harmful to our biblical values. Um, I'm going to start creating video, just like I um, created and posted yesterday, creating video that is going to educate you about some of these individual pieces of policy so that you can um, speak to them, so that you can reach out to your legislator, let them know how you're feeling, what you want. Um, and I hope that that's helpful. I hope that those videos are something that you can share. My hope is to keep them to 15 to 20 minutes or so. I may have to do series of them, um, you know, on particular policy to um, really give you give you the full story. But my hope is to keep them to about 15 minutes or so and that it would be something that would have slides, that would have visuals you could actually see. I hope that'll be beneficial and helpful to some of you. And I hope that that's something that you'll be able to share to your friends. I will post them on the blog, probably upload them to Rumble and... Um, if you want to be sure that you don't miss any of those, then be sure that you subscribe to the blog uh, because that'll be the primary place that they live. And um, just subscribe that way. When I put up a new post, you'll get an email and then you can forward the email on um, or whatever's easy for you. But I want to really try in the in the days and in the weeks to come to, to give you a direct link from the policy that we see moving around to see what what seems to be the priorities of our legislature and um, provide you a direct link to how those things are feeding into um, this globalist ideology. And I know that seems far-fetched, but globalism really has found its way into Missouri and you need to understand how it's happening. You need to be able to make direct connections from certain pieces of policy or um you know, certain issues, specific issues to specific goals of the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. And so that's what my uh, goal and my purpose is over these next few weeks is to help you make those connections, to help keep you up to date with what's going on, but really educate you about some of these pieces of policy so that you can use your voice to steward your freedom well. So that's all I have for you today. I'm definitely going to be paying attention. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather the last 48 hours or so. So my hope is that I will be at the Capitol in person. If not, I will definitely be listening to the chamber. And again, if you want to listen, go to senate.mo.gov. You'll see there a white window that will tell you what's happening on the Senate floor. And just under that white window is a little link that says live debate. You can click on that live debate link and you can listen to as it's happening. 
So um, you guys have a great day and definitely I will be checking in soon. But go to the blog, jodygrace.com and check out that presentation I left there for you yesterday. You guys have a great day. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.